2: Listening to
0: Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
2: Radio. The Phoenix Suns find themselves up two games to none over the Milwaukee Bucks. A 118-108 final last night in the desert. Game three coming up this weekend in Milwaukee.
1: Now, we'll get into that Milwaukee won many of the important elements of the game. And it was just shooting that, that beat them. Though in the first game... It was not shooting, but they lost every other element. They shot well themselves. So you could say no matter how it's gone so far, they've lost. That is the ultimate point. And it doesn't really matter that you probably haven't downgraded Milwaukee based on these two games because now they've got to win four out of five to win it. And that's quite frankly a long, long shot to happen. Here's what we know. That Giannis needs help. We can sit and talk, and I think if we weren't a 6 o'clock Eastern show, we would. And talk about the great, that this was an all-time game. You've heard that, you saw it, you know it. But what you don't see, I think, as clearly, is how Milwaukee, and maybe you do, Milwaukee has one player that has a plus score on the plus-minus. Meaning that there's only one player that when he's on the floor so far in these first two games, Milwaukee's had a net win, scoring more points than Phoenix. Every other player is negative. As you can guess, Giannis is plus-four. When he's been on the court, they've outscored Phoenix by four points. Now, if we look at it, Giannis played 35 minutes in the first game, and he played 40 minutes in the second game. So, eight eight, and five, you know, so about 21 minutes he's been off the floor. And in those 21 minutes, they've been outscored by 27 points. And then in all the other minutes, which is when he's been on the floor, which has been about 76 or so minutes, he's outscored, or the team walk, well, he's outscored by four points, Phoenix. This is... An A or B. When he's on the floor, they're the better team. When he's off the floor, Giannis, they're a much worse team. And you might say, Well, why is that? Is it you know they're Milwaukee's just because they're they're to the finals maybe a year early and then next year they're gonna be better. I don't think so. They've made a financial commitment, and this is something Jonas, I want to make more conversational. Is they had a you know, they made multiple moves and decided we were going to have three key players. Chris Middleton, who uh, was on that team, and they've committed to a huge contract too. And then they had a chance to bring in one other person, and it was Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday in these games has fallen you know, way short. We can talk about his defense, and, and I think it's justified, but you know, his defense, Holiday's is good but he's 11 for 35 shooting the ball, 31%. And he just made one three-pointer. And not only did they give him a massive contract – they traded away multiple players and multiple first-round picks. The cupboard is bare. I don't know how they make a change. And that's my question to you, Jonas, is do you see a way for them to make a viable change that really improves this team in the offseason? And if not, does this team have a chance to win the title? Because if it was any year they could win it, with the injuries and such, this would have felt like the year.
2: Yeah, I, I think for starters, I do think they're still alive in this series. Um, I, I'm not ready to just close the cough. And they're in, a, they're in a bad spot, but it would not surprise me if they came back and, and we were tied at two games apiece. I, the Drew Holiday stuff is strange because I remember a moment, and, and you can look at the box scores and the missed shots and, and everything, but I, there was a moment in the game last night where – Milwaukee had cut the lead down to like five or six late, and Drew Holiday got the ball and had an opportunity to put up a three, and he hesitated, and it looked like a guy who really was questioning whether or not he can hit a shot. Like there was, you know, you saw other players they they got the ball, whether it was Connaughton or whoever, and they may have missed it, but there was no hesitation. They were they were in the rhythm of the game. Drew Holiday looks lost, and I don't know if he's feeling the pressure of, "Hey man, our our best player is injured, our other best player is." And playing well and now everything rolls downhill and i've got to be a guy to step up but to your point i mean seven of 21 shooting last night um a clear hesitation he played great defense at times but offensively he's just not providing anything at this point
1: uh, the fourth best player on a team a championship team that gives you a little bit of scoring I mean like a Danny Green when he yeah. was with uh the yep. Spurs specific, you know he's played well since but you know specifically with this he was the ultimate 3 and D guy and you know what he was Iguodala. The four,
2: uh, Andre Iguodala, yeah,
1: but they were never example. the third or second best player never and never. and that's the problem that that a player of his quality or at least what we're seeing from holiday is a team that gets beat in the conference finals. That's that team. To yeah. be a champion you gotta win now two more rounds. And they've won one here, but again we can point to Atlanta and the injuries and say, hey, they get credit for it, but it isn't a typical year. I mean, a Philadelphia that's a little bit better, that doesn't have a Simmons, it's going to be hard to get past. And obviously, typically in the finals, you're going to get a better team than Phoenix, you would think, out of the West. Though, again, it feels like this Phoenix team is so well-suited to play against Milwaukee. Because not think about the coaching matchup. Right, uh, we can all debate that there's now been a backlash against the the Borden Hoser negativity, but it doesn't change the fact that that negativity is there for a reason. The guy doesn't make, by all accounts elite adjustments. We can debate does he make average adjustments or but he's not a championship level adjuster which in a series in the finals in these key series is such a key. Think about Phil Jackson. I mean the teams that feel like oh it was easy for them to win it. No it wasn't. I mean look at as much as the Bulls never went to a seventh game with Michael <laughs> just think of that Utah series. I mean there were a lot of games that went down to the wire and those adjustments mean a huge Amount. Phil Jackson, later with the Lakers, all the way. And, I mean, all these teams. I mean, all the way to Kerr, adjustments matter. And it seems like in any conference finals or any NBA finals, Milwaukee's going to have a disadvantage at coach when it comes to adjustments. But then if you look at the flip side – Phoenix not only has a good coach, but they got a coach on the floor. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard people talk about Holiday, and I, I'd like to get your thought on this, where he plays, and they say dumb basketball or not smart basketball. And it strikes me if there's any team that plays smart on the floor, it's Phoenix with Chris Paul leading the way. And maybe Milwaukee was the perfect team for them to look good against because it doesn't seem like either on the floor or from the coaching box that there's a match for Phoenix in Milwaukee.
2: Well, if you didn't know the backgrounds of these teams, and I just said, all right, watch the first two games. Which team has never been to the postseason before, and which team has been here a bunch of years in a row? I mean, it would be the opposite. You would think, oh, you know, Phoenix is the veteran team in the postseason. They've never been in the playoffs before. Like, Monty Williams has never coached his team in the playoffs. They, they were good in the bubble at the end, but they never went to the playoffs last no. year. And so you watch and see how they execute, and there's no, there's zero panic at all. Like, you watch Monty Williams talk to DeAndre Ayton on the sidelines and it's just totally calm totally cool and collected and you watch Milwaukee and it just feels like there's a panic when when you see them play like the Drew Holiday situation I mentioned where he was so hesitant to take a shot outside of Giannis I, I mean it looks like a bunch of guys who I don't know if the moment is too big but they're clearly not comfortable right now
0: right out of- If you dare.
1: We're straight out of Vegas. Let's get the updated series price. Mackenzie Rivers, pregame.com. What do we got as the updated series price? The Phoenix Suns are the
0: favorite at minus 480. The take back is plus 380.
1: 480. So the imputed percentage? 81% chance the Suns win the title. Okay. So. Uh, Jonas, you're saying you're not going to lower the coffin uh, at, that, at those kind of odds, at you know four to one or so odds. Do you? Uh, not saying you're going to make an official bet, but do you think that's a juicy price?
2: Um, I, I would uh, yeah, I would take Milwaukee in that spot, but the fact that the odds are, are where they're at doesn't lead me to be really confident in my, in my thinking.
1: Yeah. I'm wondering right now if, if uh, McKenzie's thinking, nah, how do I bring up Brooke Lopez? How do I bring that up? <laughs> so 18 and a half was the, was the oh, so the bet was points, rebounds, and blocks, right? An assist. It's funny. Oh. Spencer actually thought it was blocks. And like, oh, I thought man, it was blocks, too. That. What are you talking <laughs> about? He's a defensive guy. Why would it be? How many? Wait a minute. How many rebounds and, and points and blocks does he have, did he have? He had 17. No. How many rebounds, blocks, and points did he have? 19. Oh. Same. Same with steals as well, too. Yeah, I th- I, I got a feeling that, that we got to go to the tape on this. One. <laughs> All joking aside, though, at what point? Because I didn't see exactly as the uh, as he hit that last one. At what point in the game did he get his last uh, either point or rebound? It was like the
2: beginning of the fourth quarter, like 10 so, minutes left. I was so what sweating. you're
1: saying, there's 11 minutes left in the game. <laughs> A quarter of the game is left. And if Brooke Lopez scores one more point, gets one more rebound, or has one assist, you lose the bet. Yes, sir. And you were you just think the whole fourth quarter, were you sweating it? Well, I was remem- remembering game one, the fourth quarter, they took Lopez out and played Giannis at the oh, center the whole so you, time. So you had that as part of your handicap. I had hope. I the, had the, hope. the whole fourth he wouldn't play, uh, this guy. <laughs> there, there
2: was there was a point in the game last night where, where Brook Lopez, a, a Phoenix Suns player, actually tipped in his own basket on a long rebound, but because Lopez was the closest uh, Milwaukee Buck, they credited him oh. with not only the two points, but the rebound because it counts as a rebound. So that was an extra three on the total and and you know still oh, oh,
1: he won. you were hoping so badly <laughs> that he lost by one. And you, oh my <laughs> god i didn't see that would have been awesome all right so real quick to kind of wrap the whole Giannis is by himself at least the reality of it here's the other players on the team and what their plus minus is jeff teague is second minus two forbes minus eight Connington, minus 12. I don't, you know, these names aren't as familiar. Portis, minus 15. Lopez, minus 18. The three worst plus minus numbers. And that's what your score is when you're on the court. The net score, Holiday, minus 19. P.J. Tucker, minus 19. Chris Middleton, minus 26. When he's on the court, Middleton, they've been outscored by 26 points. When Giannis has been on the floor, four points four points plus a plus number the only buck to be plus Straight
2: out of Vegas
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
1: We got three picks, three picks in the big McGregor-Poirier fight. First up, A.J. Hoffman, Houston Radio, does a lot with Pregame.com, going to be doing more, and he is a former MMA fighter. Uh, had uh, I think he was 2-0 and in professional fights, and he retired. So that uh, if you're retiring when you win, <laughs> you know you aren't supposed to do it. But again, I respect the hell out of it. He likes Poirier, and not to go the distance. So there's different ways to bet it. But if you uh, simply say uh, Poirier and it's not by points, it's going to be some type of stoppage. From what I can see, you can get two to one on that. So two to one, that is A.J. Hoffman's expert pick against McGregor and Matty Holt, who U.S. Integrity is an MMA aficionado he's bet and won a lot of money on it he also likes Poirier by submission even getting more specific but I think he predicted let me look yeah by submission in the third so you can bet that however you want but it's back to if you want to be safe and you agree with these guys it's going to be Poirier in a type of stoppage now we've got a third expert he he's always (laughs) humble but he knows his fights Jonas what do you got?
2: Uh, I got the under of two and a half rounds. It's a minus 140 right now, uh, but my logic on that, so you'd have to put $140 down to win 100 but the logic is Conor McGregor's never been known for his gas tank. Uh, he comes in really fired up about this. There's a feeling that if he loses this one, the aura surrounding him, if it's not already dinged, starts to dissipate because this will be him losing two of three to Dustin Poirier, and, and he hasn't won and put together a fight streak and a win streak in a long, long time. Uh, I like the Under of of two and a half rounds at minus one forty. I don't know which way this is going to go. I would lean Poirier like the other guys, but I don't think this fight goes very long.
1: Okay, so that that, if anything, Jonas's pick reinforces the idea that if you like Poirier, uh, you know, don't just bet it and take because he's minus money. If you say any way he wins, look for the stoppage. Would be all three of the guys agreeing with that. Now I did hear one. I was going to bet Poirier. I'm not sure I'm going to more than a pizza bet. And let me ask you quickly what you think of this is on Bill Simmons. There was an expert uh, who used to be at ESPN. I don't remember his name. He said that there was some issue about a half million dollars of charitable donations after the last fight. Poirier put it out there that McGregor was tardy about it. And and supposedly it got real personal. And that's, in theory, driving the training of McGregor. Do you put any merit to that?
2: Um, yeah, a little bit. Although I I will say this, the approach this time around for McGregor is because remember McGregor beat him the first time around. He got in his head. Poirier admitted it last time. McGregor was very nice and
1: respectful, but he was more the, boxing stance. They were saying, and yeah, it, yeah.
2: 'Cause he was training for a Pacquiao fight. And so this time around he's really on him and, and, and McGregor is claiming that uh, Poirier's wife is uh you know sliding in his DMs and messaging <laughs> him on Instagram and he's like providing he's providing proof that she was trying to send him messages and, and all this stuff is going on. This so is this like is Rocky much,
1: three Remember great. when it's Mr. T screaming <laughs> at
2: Adrian? <laughs> yes, it I don't like that. Much more heated this time around, so a lot of emotion going on. Right out of Vegas They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com.
3: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Haya.